We continue on in Mesech HaSukkah, the third parak, the fifth and sixth Mishnah, Mishnah Hay and Mishnah Vav. Etrog HaGazov HaYavish, now uh, reflecting what we saw in the first three Mishnayos of the third parak, that the Esrog, where we learn the very root of Hadar, of the necessity for beauty uh, to be with the Arbaminim, to be with the four species. So the etrog that is stolen, we know is not allowed to be used because it needs to belong to you, as well as a mitzvah baba avera. One can't fulfill a mitzvah by performing a vera in order to fulfill the mitzvah. The one that's withered, so by definition withered or dried out, is not going to meet the requirements of the etrog of Hadar apostle. They're not acceptable. Shel as discussed beforehand, uh, belonged to a tree that was used for idol worship or to a city where the majority of Jews had practiced idol worship, so that uh, deserves to be burnt, and if it's not burnt, it's halachically considered as though it's burnt and therefore doesn't exist. It doesn't give a required shear, required measurement, uh, and we know that the arbaminim, that the, the four species, all require a certain size, length, girth, etc., uh, in order to be kosher, possible. So that is also not acceptable. Shall orla, so what's orla? Orla means for the first... Um, three years of the existence of a tree, it's not acceptable to be used. So therefore, it's not yours. It doesn't belong It's not yours. You can't use it. So therefore, uh, an esrog that came off the tree in its first three years uh, is not yours and therefore can't be used. So truma Tameya, so the case of, of defiled or ritually impure um, truma can't be used. Because uh, this fruit can't be uh, can't be eaten, therefore it's not again lachem. It can't belong to you. Um, and uh, and secondly, that truma tameya must be burnt. So it falls into the same category both as orla as well as from ashera. Shel truma tahora. But what about from truma that is tahora, the, the food that was set aside uh, that needs to be kept ritually pure for the kohanim? So can that be taken? So the Mishnah says it can't be taken. However, vimnatal. Kasher. If it was taken, it would be accepted. Why can't it be taken? It can't be taken because we used to keep our lulavim in water. When you would take the lulav out and hold it together with the esrog, as you're supposed to when you shake the lulav and esrog together, that uh, a lulav with water, so water will take something that is ritually pure and make it susceptible to tumah. And you're not supposed to take truma and to make it susceptible to tumah. So therefore, that would be a prohibited act, so you can't do that. However, that's a separate ideal within the halachos of truma. If you did take it at the end of the day, uh, it's acceptable because... Um, Although it's susceptible to tumah, it is not yet yet tummy, so therefore it would be uh, uh, satisfactory for a kohen, and therefore it would be considered the same thing as lechem. Now, shall demai? What about demai? Demai is when you get fruit or food from an amaharis that requires from somebody who's ignorant in the laws of tithing, so you don't know whether it has been tithed or it hasn't been tithed. So therefore, demai means literally doubtful. So you don't know whether it was tithed or it wasn't, and we traditionally do not eat food of demai. So the question is, can I use the astro that was from Demai in order to fulfill my mitzvah of the Dalad Minim. And uh, Beishamai says that you cannot um, because I can't eat it because it's Demai and therefore it's not really Lachem, it's not really mine. Beis Hillel says that it is acceptable because that there is a uh, um, 
and understanding that demai can be fed to poor people. So I, who have food, I can take upon myself the stringency of understanding that this was done in doubt. So therefore, I'm not going to put myself into a situation where I'm relying on doubt, but somebody doesn't have any food to eat, so uh, it's not a stringency that they are required to rely upon. So therefore, Beis Hillel says, yeah, I could give it to the poor, so therefore I could use it. Shal Meiser Shani. Meiser Shani is the food that was taken as a as a tithe and is supposed to be eaten in Yerushalayim. Uh, so the question is, would that esrog that came from Meiser Shani, would that be acceptable to use um, as part of our Dalit Minim, as part of our four species? So, lo yitol, I shouldn't take it, vim natal, but if I did take it, yatzai, it's, uh, it's acceptable, I did fulfill the mitzvah. <laughs> And, uh, and here, similarly to what we said beforehand, I can't really eat it because it's supposed to be eaten in Yerushalayim. It's also not supposed to be become susceptible to Tuma. And I have the same issue that I've got with the wet lulav, that the water that's on the lulav coming into contact with the esrog is going to make the esrog susceptible to Tuma. Um, however, if I did take it, I might have come into a, a challenge with uh, the halachas of Meiser Shani, uh, but uh, the halachas of Meiser Shani shouldn't negatively impact my ability to fulfill my mitzvah of the, the Dalit Minim of the four species. So here again, we see by, um, by uh, excuse me, by Meiser Shani as well as by um, Truma, that uh, that uh, really why am I not supposed to take them as part of the mitzvah of Dalit Minim is really to prevent me from coming into contact with a potential of error or a potential mistake when it relates to the halachos of Tuma and Tahara, and uh, not really as it applies to the halachos of the Dalit Minim. Continuing on mission of Vav, also Chazazis Shalrubo. Now let's talk about the Yesrog itself. A Chazazis is a scab. So we've all seen that srogam. If we haven't seen you can Google the pictures. So that srogam oftentimes can have scabs that uh, that sort of like the skin grew on twice onto the asterisk. So if this scab uh, covered most of it, nitla pit muscle or the pitum, the pointy part at the end, not the part that attaches to the stem, uh, that attaches to the tree, but the part that grows out of it at the end, the pitum, so if that's not there, nikloff, if the if it was peeled, if any of the eser was peeled, nistak, if it was split, nikav v'chasrakoshu, if there's a hole and there's something missing, puzzle. Uh, then the whole esrog is not acceptable. So the esrog really needs to be pristine. It needs to be um, beautiful. You'll see people spending a tremendous amount of time uh, analyzing and, and, and examining the esrog before they purchase it because this is supposed to exemplify beauty, hadar. Also, chazazis amiuto, if you have a small scab somewhere and it's, uh, it's on a, only a, a small portion of it, nita luktsaso, um, if uh, if the uh, the stock, the part that connects it to the tree, that's missing. There was a, a little pin that went inside, and the pin was extracted. You can see that there's a hole, but nothing's missing from the esrog. So in that case, it would be kosher. That's acceptable. None of those things seem to uh, to permeate uh, that which defines the esrog. These are all minor imperfections. Nothing that you would say, oh, that's not a beautiful esrog. Okay, it's a beautiful esrog. It happens to have an imperfection or two. Esrog akushi puzzle, a esrog that is black in color, not dried out, but black in color, uh, is not acceptable. Vayaro kichrasi, and, and green like the grass. Rabbi Meir Machshir, Rabbi Huda Poso. Kichrasi, excuse me, is like leek, but it's, it's the same color as the grass. If it's, if it's truly green, Rabbi Meir says that this is acceptable. Rabbi Huda says it's not acceptable. Um, 
and here we'll just uh, we'll just uh, take a small segue into a uh, small journey into um, trying to understand. We, we live in a in a time where we're very blessed that we can pick from ripe and beautiful astrogam, and you can examine and you can pick and you can choose. There were certainly times throughout Jewish history that for a talent to have an astrogam was a rarity, uh, and uh, certainly if you had an astrogam where all the astrogam in that region grew in either this green color or in this black color, so that would be acceptable. That what where are we making it not acceptable? where that's not the norm of what the estrog is, that, uh, that in Eretz Israel the estrog is this greenish-yellow, so something that's completely green hasn't ripened yet, something that's completely black isn't an estrog. But in the places where these estrogum grow of these different colors, etc., that would potentially be uh, a proper um, estrog.